0: Welcome to a special episode of our Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Rainmaker Multiplier process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit claritytoprosperity.com.
1: Welcome, everybody, to uh, the latest edition of Coffee Break. Uh, We have an exciting topic. It's a pretty extensive topic. We'll try to get through some uh, of the key points with it. But, you know, what are some of the things that we need to do or that you're doing or that um, would make sense to do in in order to complete the entire process from the initial contact of meeting somebody, whether it be through a referral, whether it be through a educational event or through some type of source that you're currently doing to get them to the point where ultimately the objective is, hey, they become a client and we onboard them. So we have several people here that will utilize. I see some familiar faces that will chime in, but I'd like to actually start off with probably, in my opinion, one of the most critical parts of the whole process is you know, how do we generate that initial interest? How do we follow up with them? How do we get that door to begin to be opened? And there's no one better in this business. Gina has done things to my practice that have have changed it um, because that initial process and and actually part of the best thing she did was remove me from some of those processes. So, Gina, if you would please kick us off. and, And again, anybody that has questions, feel free to go into the chat room, raise hands. I'll be trying to watch for them. Let us know. We'll we'll make this as interactive as possible.
2: Sorry. I I don't know if you called on me, Greg. My sound went out for a second.
1: (laughs) Yes, I did. I I, I gave you the best intro ever, too, by the way.
2: (laughs) I didn't hear any of it. Sorry. Okay, so we're going to talk today about a seminar, webinar, event, and or referrals, quite honestly. But when you are making an outbound call to schedule someone, the key thing is the type of message you leave. If you leave a long, drawn-out message, people aren't going to get to the punchline, which is at the very end when you want them to call you. So as an example, a lot of times, let's say that you have a webinar or a seminar and you're following up to schedule an appointment. If you let them know that you want to schedule an appointment and or if you're going on and on about the event, and then again, don't get to the punchline, they might not call you back. However, if you just say thank you for attending our webinar, our seminar, we look forward to connecting with you. Please call me at XYZ. Because sometimes when you tell someone that you want to make an appointment, they think, I don't want one, and or I'm too busy right now, I'm not going to call back. And the key thing is driving someone to call you back. Then the second thing is, once you leave a message, let's say it's on Monday, you need to call three days later, and then another three days later, creating a sense of urgency for someone to get back to you. Another thing to remember, and we know this because we make outbound calls for some of the C2P advisors, and just because they attended the event does not mean they remember who you are and or what your company is. They might remember that you talked about social security or retirement or whatever it is, but they might not remember the name. We just learned this and we changed some of our language because people didn't know the name of the company. The other piece is if they don't attend a seminar, still call them. We're making appointments with people that have not attended and they're ready to just talk about the uh, the topic, whatever that might be. And when you're calling every three days, again, the second message, the first message might be, hi, it's Gina. Thank you for attending our workshop, seminar, whatever it might be. We look forward to speaking with you. You can call me at XYZ. The second message is saying the same thing. We know you're really busy. Please call me at XYZ. The third one might be more along the lines. Are you getting our messages? How would you like us to proceed? And then once you leave those messages, we don't want to give up. Those people attended and or signed up. So then you might send an email and or a text, depending on what kind of information you have. So clean, concise, and then when you get them on the appointment, you have to be ready to overcome the objections. Like sometimes people will say, I got enough at the workshop, I don't want to talk any further about it, I'm really busy, and most people just give up with that first objection. You can always overcome those objections. We didn't assume you were looking to make any changes, however, Greg would still like the opportunity to go deeper on the subject, that might be one way to do it. And or I'm really busy. Again, most people will say, great, I'll call you at a later date. My response would be more, I understand when might be a better time for you. And sometimes people say, call me in two weeks. Don't get off the phone. I'd be more than happy to do that. However, I have Greg's calendar here. How do you look? And I would go three weeks out. When you get someone on the phone, which is the hardest thing to do, you need to capture that conversation. And overcome the objections. If you get to three objections, it's no, no, no. Things have a way of changing. When might be a better time to reconnect.
3: To me, it's amazing, Gina, because if you if you get beyond that first no or whatever their reaction is, oh, I can't do it, I'm too busy. You know, when does it free up? And you start talking about specifics, you know, what while we're going on vacation the next two weeks well when do you get back from vacation right yeah or my wife has this procedure well when's the procedure over well let's give her a week after that can we meet after that if you can just continue the conversation with it's it's in, but because they they want to talk to you and they want to meet with you it's it's not that they're saying they don't and and how much more convenient is it for you just to schedule it for them and for you at that time right if you don't what happens, there's a large percentage chance that you'll never get them back on the phone again and you'll never be able to follow up with them and you, they'll lose the
1: opportunity of your help. Right. So I, I, th- I think it's great, totally what you're saying. And I think it's tough because Gina's trying to share a lifetime of knowledge in the, in the three or four minutes, but one key element I just right. want to reintroduce into that is as an advisor, step out of that role, right? Because one of the things i learned is not being there to re- answer the callback or not being able to create a very diligent process around like Gina's talking about creates huge gaps in the opportunity of even getting them into the room. And, and I would r- recommend to not monopolize this call with it. If you haven't spent time with Gina or haven't had a coaching call with her to kind of walk through these, it's one of the best things you can do for your practice. And, and as you begin, I'm going to, I'm going to step over to John right now, because uh, I think now as you, the opportunity presents itself, what are some of the key things? And and John's a master at this in terms of laying that foundational groundwork to to basically get to permission, as John often talks about to move forward with the client. And I think that's an important aspect of the process. John, would you please what I'm referring to there?
4: Yeah, well, a couple of things. I wanna comment first on on Gina's process with hanging in there and, and not accepting I think that's that's the message is not most of the times when you hear objections, they're just things that they're they say. They they would say it it, no matter who was calling them that day. I think we bring a lot more value than just any person calling them that day. And if you just hang in there and continue to listen to what they said, answer it briefly, because there's a questionnaire that they're 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 that they're giving us a no to, they're, they're giving us a reason. Listen to what that is, answer it briefly, and then go back to, well, would Tuesday or Thursday of next week work? Would Monday or fr- Friday? And the, and the more as you do, as you hang in there, the the better chances of, of you getting them to come. Greg, I, I wanna, do I have like five minutes to share a short <clears throat> story? Sure, but I, I,
1: I'm questioning the five-minute time yeah.
4: <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll Put me on the clock for the five minutes. Because- all right,
1: I'm, I'm hit the stopwatch, go. <laughs> Listen,
4: it all has to do with my closing. My closing is a part of my first interview, My creating this ability to close on the first interview I walk into. And all of you that know me, my first interview is all about connecting with people, right? So just uh, a week or two ago, I had an appointment, it was a referral, it was on a road, I was going to their house that wasn't, it wasn't well marked, and, and it was hard to see the addresses on the house, right? So I'm going up and down, it was Mount Royal Boulevard, and I can't find the house number. The house is set back too far. So I called the guy, and I said, Joe, I'm hunting for your house, I can't find it. He said, oh, we're hard to find, I'll come out. I'll come out to the top of the hill and and I'll look for you and I'll wave you down. What kind of car you got? And, and he did, and he seen me and he pulled me into the driveway. Now listen to this. This is the first interview. Never met these people. Referred to me. I pulled on the driveway, pretty steep driveway in the back of the house. And what do I see in the drive? 1962 Cadillac. It was, I thought it was from here to Pittsburgh. It was so long. Big steel, I said, oh my God, whose is this? It's his, he, we opened up the engine, we opened up the front doors. When we open up the doors, I see a music instrument, a saxophone, because I used to play some music instruments. I said, whose saxophone is that?' He said, it's mine. Now, granted, he was 70 years old, all right? I play in a band every week, Tuesday nights with four or five other guys. Wow. So now listen, we talk a little bit more now we go up the back steps into the house to meet his wife, Rita and go into the house. When I walked in the door, what do I smell garlic, I said oh my God, what are you cooking for dinner. She said "Linguini with oil and garlic and shrimp, she said, do you want to stay I said, are you crazy, what do you think I asked you for. So now. Listen to me, I've been there five minutes. Think of what I've created with people I, I didn't know from nobody five minutes ago. Walk into the house, we sit at the dining room table, <coughs> he and Joe. What's playing in the background? Send in the clowns by Barbara Streisand. And I said, Oh my God, what a beautiful song. But I said, You really disappointed me. He said, What's your disappointment? <coughs> What's the disappointment? I said, you're not going to have Sinatra singing that, you're going to have Barbara Streisand singing. That. He said he started laughing. Now me and him start singing, Send in the clans together, and Rita chimes it, all right? Now I notice pictures on the wall, young women and old women. Who are they? His daughters, his, their parents. We start talking about them. So my point is, I was there 15, 20, 25 minutes. And I had them so comfortable with me. They forgot I was even there to be a salesman, right? That I was coming there to help them with a problem that they had. And then we had dinner and we talked a lot more and I asked a lot of questions and I barely got into what I was (laughs) coming there for. And when I was done, I said, you know what? We took too much time trying to get to know each other today. I said, but we'll set up another time and and it'll be more business-like and I I set up another time. But the point of that is what I'm trying to drive. I create that uh, environment on the initial interview. And when I go to close a piece of business after the second or third time, I don't even ask to close the business. I don't even ask to close the business because through that process of mine, I'll, when I'm on the interview now, not the, the 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 connecting interview, but now I'm on an interview finding out what's bothering them, what are their fears, where's their current money, where's their expenses, when I go through all that, I'm checking in with them, does this make sense, Do you have any questions on this, I'm not running the whole interview and not checking their temperature every 10 minutes, every 15 minutes to see that I didn't miss something on the way or that I got off track. And when I'm done, I just I have the application there and I say, Joe, what was your middle initial? And I adjust to me, it's an assumption. I so it's an assumed close. I don't and very rarely, very rarely, when I do that, does something come up that makes that change? Very rarely. And remember, all of us, I don't know how many or who's on the call, remember this. When you're given an appointment at your office, at their home, wherever it is, they're taking time away from themselves that day. Am I right? They have something on their mind, something that they think you can help them with. If you walk away from that initial meeting and didn't create this bond, this trust where you see their their body language, their posture, their eyes, just, just hugging you and, and, and bringing you in, then, then if you don't make them a client, it's on you. It's not on them. You didn't, you didn't get to where you needed to be to to get to earn the business that is out there for you to earn. So the, the point of that was, buddy, mine are assumed closes, but they start on the initial interview. They start on the initial interview.
1: No, that's awesome, John. You know, I I never get tired of listening to John's stories. Every time I think it's going to be one I heard, there's a new one. But I I think, to me, the the biggest thing that just my takeaway has always been: remember, the client's going to do business with you, and that's one of the key elements to get them from start to finish. Is they're going to want to have to be comfortable with you and and you need to begin that client experience from the initial onset because that is one of the biggest factors it's proven it's all about the experience that they're having with you throughout that process that is going to help to continue that process and joe salerno um, was invited today to share some of his processes
0: Built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the bucket plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer.
5: I'll just throw a couple things out there. I, you know, my process, when I sit down with somebody, obviously the first couple minutes, building rapport, um, speaking all about them, asking them a bunch of questions about themselves, nothing about business. And then uh, a couple things. I briefly tell them about myself. You know, I've been doing this for 31 years and I go into maybe a 60 sec verbiage about what makes me different than everybody else in town, every other advisor in town. And I believe that differentiation in our business is one of the early keys during an appointment, because let's face it, they can get similar investment products from anybody. So for example, I work specifically with VA employees and I let them know that, you know, not only have I been doing this for 31 years, but I actually am very familiar with your benefits package. I specialize in working with people like you. I probably have. Couple hundred of your coworkers as clients of mine, and I actually know how to integrate a financial plan into your benefits package. So, you know, differentiating yourself right away helps to build trust. And then I kind of say, before I get going, what brings you in today? I'm trying to get to their pain as to what made them get off the couch to my office. So what brings you in today and what are you hoping I can help you with? And that kind of thing. Tell me a little bit about your situation and why you're here. So now I'm kind of getting an idea of, you know, what it is that they want help with and to see if I can solve that problem for them. At that point, I do my fact finder. And when I'm done with that, I kind of say, before I say anything, tell me what you like about your current plan and what you don't like about your current plan. And so again, I'm, I'm really focusing on what the issue is um, so that I can solve that issue for them and make them a client. And then, you know, kind of what are you hoping I can do for you? So after that, what I do is I put them in the future tense. So to me, the, the three keys to my, my bringing on a client is building rapport and trust, differentiating myself from every other advisor in town. And then I put them in the future tense. And I say something like, you know, just very general, I'd say something like, you know, listen, I know you want to retire in five years. I believe that's doable. And so what I see happening is within between today and the day that you get out the door, we will together have a plan to make sure that we're on track for you to continue to to build towards a successful financial retirement five years from now. My plan is going to also allow you to live over these next five years I want you to practice retirement over the next 5 years. You told me that traveling is important to you. In my plan, I am going to show you ways that you can do some traveling between now and then and not have to wait until you retire. And then once once that time comes, I'm going to be the one that helps you fill out all your retirement paperwork. I'm going to set up your income so that it starts the day after the month after you retire. So, you know, you don't skip a beat as far as your income goes. The plan will also include travel money during retirement and all these other things that you said were important to you. And you know, we'll review and and do it, you know, yearly and so on and so forth. So I I paint a picture for them of what it's going to look like working with me. And by the time I'm done with that verbiage, you know, I can see the look on their faces that, you know, they're literally in the future saying, hey, if I'm working with this guy, he's really painted a picture for me as to what that's going to look like. And I can see how I'm gonna be better off working with him than continuing the way I'm doing things now. So just a couple of of those kind of points to you to to let you know, so rapport, trust building, differentiation, and putting them in the future tense and painting a vivid picture for them as to what it's gonna look like working with you. And I'm with John, sales are made on the first appointment. You know, By the time they come back in, you know, I'm literally just showing them the bucket plan, how we're going to accomplish everything that we talked about in the first appointment, but the sales are made during that first appointment.
1: That, that's awesome, Joe. Thanks for sharing. I, I actually took down a couple of key things, but I want to reiterate one key thing that Joe's very intentional about, and y'all, everybody needs to be, and that is uh, simply crafting your expertise, you know what? What I, and we use our three uniques in our office under the EOS program, but a lot of that is you know why would they want to sit with Joe versus the person they're currently with or with anybody else, and and that's not about product. It's never about product, as you heard from both John and Joe. But what is that particular rationale that's going to say, hey, I need to sit with Joe or John or anybody, and that's about how you're different. What? Our three uniques craft a story that nobody else in our area can. And that's where we specialize in. And that's why they wanna to come to us once we educate them in the event, because we're doing things that the advisor they're with or the advisors that are in our industry in our area cannot provide. I'm gonna, I see both Don and Jason on the phone. I would defer to you guys to say anything that you might wanna add, because I know you guys have been obviously lead offices
3: Well, since Jason's not unmuting, I guess I'll go first. My main thing is really getting people into the sales process seamlessly. And so what we do is obviously we do a a right fit call. On those right fit calls, they understand we're a holistic planner. We tell them about that. When we find out that they qualify, we will offer them a no fee service. And so this differentiates us also, Greg, in that we're, we're doing a social security report for them. We're doing an investment audit. We're showing them a basic bucket plan. The basic bucket plan is only where their assets are located right now. It's not any of the, you're building out your tax plan or your income plan or your asset plan. We describe that as saying, that's a service you can get later. We'll show that to you in the next step one meeting, what's available for you to pay a fee and to upgrade to those services, but those are things that they want. We know we're talking to people age 57 to 65, they need these things. So whenever we find someone that qualifies, we can immediately put them into the sales process, into step one, because of the fact that we're really, we're giving them those services to start the the fee-based planning process. If they get to the end and they just take the the, the free services, that's fine. We've actually got someone that we can plug in to do taxes or follow up within the future. But for most of them, they're going to take us up on doing a fee-based plan. And uh, it it really works very, very well for us to do it that way. So we don't have to have any of these callbacks to, to try and schedule them because we're scheduling the meeting right then and there. And the FIT calls are all on our calendar because for the virtual classes we use, we use Calendly. And for the in-person classes we use, those are a set on our calendar up front. So all the FIT calls are on our calendar. FIT call moves directly to step one on our calendar. There's no like, I got to think about it. Can you send me some information? It's all about getting those, those services because they fit what their needs are. So that that that's
1: the way we do it and, and keep the keep it moving towards becoming a client. That's awesome, Don. And I think you know, another key takeaway there from it goes back to what John said. If they're meeting with you, they're meeting with you for a reason. And most of the time we can find that it's us that creates the lack of continuity to complete the process. Jason, we got a few minutes left, buddy. You want to share anything?
6: Sure. I mean. I I don't sit in front of anybody unless the call's done. So I already know they have assets and it's somebody I want to work with. So then to John's point, and I learned this from him a long time ago, I don't care how long it takes. If it takes the entire hour and a half, two hours, whatever you have scheduled, I'm spending every second to make the commitment or make the connection as long as it takes until I know I've truly made that person a friend. And then from there, I'm just always laser focused in the back of my head at all times. Am I making sure that they're doing 80% of the talking? It's the oldest rule in the book that if you just keep asking questions, 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 they will do 80% of the talking and they will move
4: forward with you. So John, yeah. Jason, yeah, and listen, in eye contact, how important is eye contact, right letting them know that your attention is a 1000% on them, and you hit on it again, Jason, a lot of times we ask questions because they're the questions we're told to ask, we don't even listen to the answers sometimes, and we want, we want to hurry to the next question, to Jason's point, develop those questions, let take them into their own hearts into their own souls for their answers with the questions that we're asking them. And all that does every single time with those questions, it just draws them and brings them closer for you. And when you come back the second time, when you run that set, you're, you're not John Del Greco, the guy that was referred to them by Kay and, and, and John Stewart. You're John Del Greco, their friend who knows how the, you have the ability to help them Now you just have to show them how you have to help them. It's done. It's a done. That's the closing part of it, Greg. It's done once that first part is is in place from the beginning. And John, like
6: you, I stopped asking for if people want to move forward 10 years ago, right? It's always the assumption assumption close. It's always the assumption. And you let them push back if they need to with questions. And then you deal with it.
1: I want to add one thing real quick too. I think this Jason, I forget who you stole this from, but I stole it from you. We we end we end every meeting, you know, with them rating the meeting, but more importantly, hey, what were your two biggest takeaways from this meeting? And that creates that immediate connection to what resonated with them number one in that particular appointment but more importantly what direction we need to go for the next appointment and to create that assumptive close because the next steps then are you know hey we're ready to move to this step or we're going to continue this the next step you know either way the assumption is created there we've gotten more out of asking that you know, what are your two biggest takeaways because it really helps you connect with what their priorities and concerns are and what they felt like they got from that meeting or what they didn't get from that meeting and how you can correct it there on the spot before they go home and think about it. Right. Right. So make sure you're adding that element. It's part of the new process. And with that, I can't believe it's a half hour already. I don't know if there's anybody that has a closing comment, but it's a time has expired. Thank you guys for sharing. Thanks for being on. Um, And we'll look forward to these calls in the future.
0: Interested in learning more about the topics discussed today? We want to know more about your challenges and priorities and how we can help build your custom roadmap to success. That's right. A custom roadmap built just for you. Schedule a free 20 minute consultation with one of our business development partners Visit c2pe.info forward slash podcast to schedule a time that's good for you. That's c2pe.info forward slash podcast.